ah, it's finally quiet out here, except for the birds. That was my intention this morning for this uh, Friday edition of Power Pearls podcast that I call Power Pearls Unplugged. So I'd like to welcome you and say thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining me today because Fridays are really exciting days because, you know, it's the start of the weekend and I feel personally, I feel like, I don't know, it's just a little bit different. It's a different kind of uh, attitude, uh, if you will, on a Friday morning. I don't know why, you know, of course it's psychological, but I thought, you know what, what a great time to do something a little bit different on the podcast. So if you're new, welcome. And I just wanted to kind of give you a quick overview here. Um, Power Pearls podcast. Oh, here we go. So uh, we're getting some of the background neighborhood noises. I mean, you know, there's nothing that you can really do about that because it's bound to happen. So you just got a barking dog, which is a, which is fine, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, every two weeks, I publish an episode with, an, you know, an interview with a a knitwear designer or another editor like myself, and we talk shop. Um, so if I'm talking to another editor, maybe we'll talk about what it takes to design for a magazine, what not to do. You know, that's something that I that I spoke about in episode one with Trisha Malcolm, which is one of my most played episodes. And if you are going down the designing path, you should really check it out. So that's episode one. Easy to search. If you go to powerpearlspodcast.com, you could check that out. So those are the things that I talk about. And you know, those are, you know, studio recordings, and I'm talking to uh, someone that is, you know, influential in the industry that will provide some real value for you if you're going down that path. Or if you're, you know, you're a hobby knitter, you're just interested in, in just hearing those behind the scenes stories and kind of get a getting a look behind the curtain, if you will. So uh, those are that's what happens here every two weeks. And then every Friday, I do Power Pearls Unplugged, which is what you're listening to right now. And this is raw, unedited, off-the-cuff episodes. You just get me and the background birdies, the background music. That's my bird. The birdies are my background music is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, And this was inspired from a podcast that I did a couple years ago. I started a couple years ago. It's called The Morning Cooldown. It's still out there. But it was my way of getting out there in the morning and just kind of talking about uh, things that inspired me after my morning run and no no real scripting involved, just really off the cuff, which is what this is all about. And uh, so basically, though, what I really want to achieve with these, uh, you know, these episodes on Fridays is to also talk about what's coming up later today, later today on Facebook Live I will be talking at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I hope you can join me for these. But if you can't, you can watch the replay, which is a really cool thing because they're going to live forever over there on Facebook. Uh, So if you go to Facebook and you search for Power Pearls Podcast, you'll find the page and click on the video tab and you'll see all of the the current videos or the the you know, past videos, and you can watch any of those whenever you feel like it. So if you feel like binge watching all at once, go for it. But today, uh, it's July. So July 15th, I will be broadcasting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And I just want to kind of quickly go through some of the things that I'm going to talk about today. And also maybe hit on some of the really important points so that you'll know what's going on, 
you know, later today. And also, if you're not able to check out the podcast, then uh, I'm sorry, if you can't check out the Facebook live video, then you can just listen here, you can listen to the podcast. So um, what will I be talking about? So I'm going to talk about the eight essential steps to creating a killer design proposal. And this is something that I created a while ago for anyone that's interested in uh, signing up for the Power Pearls updates because I do this every oh every month, but sometimes more frequently. Just to, you know, if I feel that there's something really important that you uh, need to know, you know, that that I want to share about what's happening on Power Pearls. But this eight essential, these eight essential steps are. Uh, basically the things that you need to know if you want to start working with magazines, if you want to start your own indie design company, these really are the things that will really help you on your designing path. And so it's my way of paying forward all the knowledge that I've received over, gosh, the past now nearly 15 years in this industry. And it's totally free. I just want to give it to you. So I'm going to go through those quickly in this recording. And then also, I'm going to talk about some of the trends that I discovered, things that I uh, found for the fall knitting season that's coming upon us very, very quickly. So what's happening? What's happening in respect to what you'll be seeing in your local yarn shop or if you go to stores like Hobby Lobby, uh, you know, Joanne, the things that you're going to see, you know, that are coming up and, but mostly in the local yarn shops because TNNA is more focused on the hobby or I'm sorry, the boutique yarns that you find like the Barocos and the more, um, you know, just the higher end yarns that we like to use. And so, uh, what, what were, you know, what's, what some of those highlights were. So I'll share that and the trends, like I said, so the trends. And then also on the 25th, I will be releasing an episode with Tina Whitmore. That's my next interview. And she is really one of the hardest working people in the industry. Honestly, she is. And I've known Tina for years. And I first met her when I was new. I was a real new, really new uh, designer. And I started going to the needle arts events. And she was one of the first people uh, that I met. Uh, pre uh, blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> but now, you know, when I, I saw her at the show in DC and uh, she actually is kind of going now down, down a new direction with the hair. So I think maybe she's phasing out of the dreadlocks perhaps. But, um, but if any of you know, Tina of Freya hand paints, hand paint yarns, she has these amazing blonde dreadlocks and you always see her at the shows. Sorry, I had to uh, go indoors. So maybe right now you're hearing a slightly different change in the background. Uh, and that is because I had to go inside. It was getting a little bit noisy outside. And, you know, the neighbors were kind of uh, out and about doing their thing. So I decided to take it inside. So where was I? So I was talking about the next interview. So I'm going to be talking to Tina, F Tina Whitmore of Freya Hand Paint Yarns. And that's going to go live on July 25th, right here on Power Pearls Podcast, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when I release those episodes every other Monday. So the 25th is the next one, just so you know. And uh, so those are the things, those are the highlights. So let's dive in, shall we? So, um, okay, so the eight essential steps to creating a killer design proposal. So I'm going to go through that now, and I'm going to talk about why these eight steps are crucial if you want to start a knitwear design career. And it's not just working with publishers and editors like myself, but it is 
these are just some really great overarching things, the skills that you should, you know, really consider developing if you want to make a go at developing a design career, an indie design career, you know, developing patterns uh, under your own label, or as I said before, working with publishers. And working with publishers is a great calling card. So I'm, I encourage that. I mean, as a, when I was a designer, when I was strictly a designer myself, I always worked with publishers. And it was part of my business plan, part of my business plan to design for magazines because it was like, hey, I'm marketing myself. My name is on the byline in the magazine under my in with my design. It's it's a calling card. And not only is it a, a great calling card and a marketing piece for yourself, but you get paid for it. You get paid. <laughs> so I, I just I think it's a no brainer and I think that if I think every designer is missing the boat or I should say, let me rephrase that. If you're a designer not doing this, you're missing the boat. Okay, so something you should really consider because it can really put you on the map as a designer and it's a great marketing tool. Okay, so I'm going to just dive in here. I'm going to go through this eight-step guide pretty quickly. Again, you can get this. You can get this at powerpearlspodcast.com. At the very top of the page, you're going to see a box and then there's like a little place where you can put in your email and that's how you can get a copy of this. Totally free. Like I said before, I'm paying forward all this experience that I have. The people have, you know, been so kind to, to give me, uh, you know, just all of the information, the tools that I now currently use. And so let's dive in. So what is number one? Number one is tell your story, you know, know how to do this by uh, conveying it through a sketch, a swatch, right? Uh, you know, you want to be able to create a clear, clear enough sketch. Now, uh, I'll talk about this in a few in a few moments here. Like, if you're not really good at sketching, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry because there are other ways to convey your vision, right? There's always there's always another option because. As knitters and designers or wannabe designers, we may not be the best at sketching. We're not, you know, it's just like anything we do. We have certain strengths and other things we're not so good at. So we take a different direction or we find people that can help us, right? So anyway, so you, so when you tell that story, you need to convey it through a clear sketch, a knitted swatch, and also with those swatches, especially you know, talk about what those special sections are. The you know, so for example, maybe you have very sp- uh, specific armhole shaping. You know, maybe you're doing raglan shaping, and you've got some interesting, you know, eyelets or fully fashioned elements that are happening. Uh, you know, uh, on those armhole uh, shaping sections. Maybe your neckline treatment is a certain way. So you need to be able to paint that picture, and and relay that through the sketch and through the swatch so that your design will will really get the editor's attention, okay? And again, going beyond that, if it's not for a magazine or a publisher and an editor, that you're doing this for yourself before you even start creating that pattern that will be your end product that you might sell on, you know, many of the, the platforms that are available out there for you to be selling your indie patterns Okay, so a great presentation contains these five main ingredients. I'm going to kind of go through this really quick here. So number one, like I just said, so sketch, right? So sketch and supporting photos. Okay, that was something I didn't mention yet. So 
let's say you are one of those people that you design on the needles and you have a finished piece that was never published, then that's something that you can send a publisher, right? Or that's something that you can use to begin constructing that pattern, that putting that pattern on paper for your indie collection. So, uh, uh, and then the other, the other side of that coin is you can't really sketch, but you know what? You can show ready to wear designs. You know, let's say you found something in a popular mainstream magazine and it's really hot and it's really in fashion. And you know this cause you were checking the trends and you, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, this is going to be, I think this is going to be hot for next fall or summer, whatever. So I think I'm going to propose it to the editor of Creative Knitting Magazine. So here's a photo. And then here are my sketches and uh, or my swatches. And here's how I would translate this to a knitted design. So that's how you kind of work with ready to wear influence. And to be honest, I really like that. I really do. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful because you want to make sure that your design is different enough, right? So that it is your original vision. Number two, okay, and that's in this great, the five main ingredients here that we're talking about within this number one section, okay? So stay with me. So number two is swatches and the material used. So you want to make sure that you let the design, the editor know Number three is the schematic. This is mandatory for all garments. If you are designing for magazines, you want to make sure that you have a schematic. This is huge. This is really important. And this is something that I go really deep into in the guide. And in um, and, and then it's something that I do talk about more uh, on the podcast. And we'll talk about much more, you know. So if this is something that you really want to dive into, you really want to start designing garments, you got to pay attention to a schematic. You got to pay attention to traditional garment design. So get your hands on some books about cut and sew, you know, fabric design and that sort of thing, or fabric, I'm sorry, fabric sewing. So you understand the framework there. And there are some books that I will recommend as well that you, uh, that you should consider because they do have some good, good guides on garment construction tradition from the traditional uh, sense and then uh, five is, or number four is proposed skill level you want to be able to tell the editor or in your finished pattern you want to share the skill level or at least if you have a certain way of explaining the skill level in your finished pattern if you're an indie designer like you want to you know, you want to be an innovator and you don't want to, you don't want to conform to those CYCA guidelines, the Craft Yarn Council. Explain, you know, in your own style, what the pattern, you know, what kind of skills the knitter needs to have and maybe not necessarily call it a intermediate challenging pattern, if you will, because that can sometimes throw knitters off because you know there there's a lot of there can be confidence issues and the last thing we want to do is deter someone and make them feel less than because they think they're not up to that level because the pattern itself doesn't doesn't define the knitter right the pattern is you know maybe it's an intermediate pattern and if you are somewhat of a new knitter it doesn't mean you can't try you should try you should try because that is going to make you a better knitter and if you mess up just rip it out you just rip it out it's not a big deal and then you get some help 
If you don't have a local yarn shop, you can even go to Joanne. They have great courses. You can go get help there or you can go online. You can take online courses. Annie's online classes has a ton of classes. Uh, you know, so there's so much at your fingertips nowadays. It's a beautiful thing. So no worries there. Okay. So I'm going to move on. So number two. So, okay. So let me back up because I don't want to confuse. So number one in the eight essential steps, we talked about telling your story. And then within that, there are five main ingredients that I just touched on in that story. Okay. Now we're going to move on to number two is the main overarching essential ingredient. Hone your sketching skills. If this is a tough area, don't worry about recreating the wheel because tracing paper is definitely a handy tool. So you can draw from a ready-to-wear magazine. Like I said, just some, you know a few minutes ago, there's also a book called Figure Drawing for Fashion Design, and this has a series of templates inside that you can trace. So learn to love tracing paper. <laughs> um, and this is a book I recommend because it, it, you know, the templates are easy to adapt for your designs. And in the in the in the in the guide, if you download this and you you get it, there's a link so you can download. You can find out more. Number three in our overarching uh, approach here, always include a schematic if you are designing garments. But I will say it's nice to have a schematic, even if it's an accessory um, or some sort of a diagram, so the editor understands or your end user, whoever that end user is, they understand. Let's say you're, you're designing a shawl and you might want to provide the wingspan, uh, the depth, you know, how long the shawl is. These are really important things that maybe you can't see the forest for the trees when you're designing. I know I, I'm, I get that way myself. So the more, the, the more details that you can provide that will help. So make sure though you will help and not hinder because sometimes too many details can hinder, but whatever, like take yourself out of the equation and see if you were knitting this, what would you need to know? Okay. So the schematic is crucial if you're designing garments and it can also, it can often be a forgotten step because it does show the editor, especially if you, you, you look at it, you go to a schematic inside of a magazine, creative knitting has schematics. You show in your, in your proposal, a garment with one size is fine. So that the editor can get, not, you don't have to have like five sizes, like the way you see in a typical a knitting magazine, but like one size, maybe it's your size because you're creating it for yourself because that's going to help you design the piece. Show the basic measurements, you know, so, okay. And the, here, here they are. Okay. Here they are. So you need to show the chest, the armhole, the shoulder and the length. And you want to make sure that these all are in proportion and they make sense. So that, that's where understanding traditional garment design comes into play. So if you are serious about garment design as a knitwear designer, these are, this is something that you need to develop. But, I'm, but I feel that if you are just getting your feet wet, start with accessories, start with small things, and work your way up to garments. You don't have to do this yet if you're not ready because... You know, we're looking for all kinds of designs in, in the magazine, not just, not just garments. But if this is something that you're passionate about and you want to dive into more, these are things that you should really consider. So depending on the complexity of the sweater, you may need to include additional measurements. That's something you want to take, you know, take into consideration, especially if you are sending something to an editor. 
um, so if your design is accepted, though, you do have to be prepared to grade it for most magazines. Some magazines don't require it, but Creative Knitting does. And we require about five sizes. So, um, so basically, you got to be ready for that as well. So grading, again, uh, it, there, there, is, uh, there are resources out there that will help you, especially in you know, in the, in traditional books and also in, uh, some design books that I recommend in the guide. So I'll tell you quickly about three books that I totally recommend that you get. Number one is Designing Knitwear by Deborah Newton. Number two is Sweater Design in Plain English by Maggie Rigetti. And number three is Knitwear Design Workshop by Shirley Payton. I think I said her name. I was never sure if I say her name correctly. Um, I'm, I'm really like a stickler when it comes to trying to say names, uh, pronouncing names right. So I'm sorry if that's wrong. If any of you know if it's Payton or Padden, I'm not sure, but I think it's Payton. But anywho, uh, so those th- three books, I have to say that my favorite, the one that I hold near and dear to my heart is Deborah's book, Designing Knitwear, because you know, there's so much, well, this was the first book that I opened, you know, as an early designer, because she really lays it out in such a beautiful way, very inspiring way. And one of her big, big, big things, even to this day is swatching and spending time with your swatch because your swatch is your blueprint. Everything you need to know about a design is, is contained within that, you know, four by four or six by six, (laughs) you know, I like to go bigger that that piece, that knitted fabric that you create, that those stitches convert from, you know, go to, go to, you know, your stitches per inch so that you can take that traditional pattern and, and turn that into, you know, translate that pattern, uh, into knitted stitches. And that's the best way I can describe it. So imagine a fabric pattern, you cut out the fabric. What does that look like? And if it, if it were, were all stitches, so you have to break it down into stitches per inch. So a book like Designing Knitwear really lays that out. And uh, it's, it's really exciting to me because I love the geometry. I love the math of Designing Knitwear. So, you know, if you love to geek out a little bit that way too, it's a really great book to get. Okay, so I'm going to run through this really quick. So number four is Know Your Yarn. Don't just don't state a generic yarn in your proposal. I think you need to mindfully select, you know, yarns that are current that you can, you know, show the editor so the editor knows, yeah, these are these are definitely uh, coming in in the next season. And here's why I want to use it. And here's why I believe it's going to drape for my design. Number five is always follow the guidelines. Every magazine has guidelines that you can follow for their magazine, you know, and that, what that means is here's how our, the style is, uh, as far as the abbreviations that are used in the magazine and the the language, you know, how is the, how the pattern is written? Is there a pattern note? Things like that. And creative knitting, you can, when you go to the, if you go to get this guide, you'll see there's a link that you can go download the guidelines for creative knitting magazine. Number six, follow the design themes so every time there's a new issue coming up, the, desi- the editor puts together a list of themes that will be coming up in a future issue. So it's really important to, to fo- follow those themes or th- maybe your chances won't be so great to getting picked because there's a reason for that. So, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you might send a design in that um, is totally different, you know, than what's, a, you know, that's it's not 
part of the themes that were chosen for that issue and it might end up getting chosen, but try to stick to the themes because your chances will be greater for getting picked. That's pretty much the bottom line. And you'll get on that yet. You'll get onto the yes pile or into the yes pile. Seven, number seven, make it easy to get in touch. Remember to place your contact information in the header of every page of your proposal. And you know, this may seem like something so simple and unnecessary, but it is very important because many people besides the editor are touching these, these papers and they're not stapled usually because they're pulled apart and they're placed, you know, kind of around in a presentation kind of setting and you're you know, one of your pages might have gotten misplaced. So it's really important to make sure that every page is labeled. So if something gets lost, the editor can quickly say, or the assistant can quickly say, oh, oh, that's so-and-so's piece or, you know, proposal. Um, No worries. Okay. So number eight is become a person known for detail. So always remember that a well thought out professional proposal with extra bells and whistles will impress the editor every time. So sending your submission in the body of an email with poorly scanned swatches will not get reviewed, unfortunately. It just doesn't. Failure to follow the guidelines will get your proposal tossed aside because you know what? There's so little time and most editors do get a lot of um, proposals. Many proposals come through and the clock is ticking and there are schedules, you know, there are deadlines that need to be adhered to. So that I'm just saying that that's the reality of the publishing world. So make it easy and become known as a person for detail because the editor will know that you're an easy person to work with, that you know how to relay your vision. No worries, no problem. Everybody's happy. So just remember to put yourself in the editor's shoes and, and, and try to answer those possible questions that might come up in her, his or her mind. So that's it on the, uh, gosh, on the guide that, you know, I hope you'll check that out. Again, you can get it at powerpearlspodcast.com. And then if you, you'll see right on the top of the page, you'll see my face and a little box that shows you how you can put your email in there and get the guide for yourself. So let's see, I think I covered it all um, that I wanted to kind of, you know, run through this, you know, on this Friday. It's been a little bit of a tricky morning (laughs) because I was outside and then it got noisy and now I'm inside and you know, it's, uh, it's been a wacky week. I will just kind of give you a little bit of personal stuff right now. My, my son, my son's been sick and he's home, you know, with me today. And of course, you know, business as usual, trying to get those things done. And it's, sometimes it's really tough, you know, uh, but when there's a will, there's a way and, uh, he's doing much better. And so here I am, I'm actually in my kitchen, you know, recording this and I have a really cool portable recorder and I think the sound quality is pretty awesome. So, um, anyway, so hopefully, (laughs) hopefully you agree. Um, so I'm going to be also, you know, talking about a survey later today on Facebook. Now there's a survey that I send out to everyone that signs up for the updates for Power Pearls. And I was reviewing some of these questions or some of the answers, I should say, uh, you know, that you, you, you know, the, the answers to my questions and some of the adjectives that, that surfaced were inspiration, learn, improve skills, build design, build design biz, empower, motivation, everyday perspectives, knitting lifestyle, knowledge, technique, knitting power stories. That was a good one. And this came from a question 
that I asked, which goes like this. What needs do you hope to fulfill by becoming a listener of Power Pearls podcast? Are there specific topics you are also interested in? And so that's a question. It's like a three question survey. And you can actually take that now if you want to, because this is kind of like an ongoing survey. I'd love to hear from you. And you can go there by go, by, by typing in powerpearlspodcast.com forward slash survey. And you can take this three question survey and, you know, let me know, let me know. But it'll, you'll also get a link to take the survey if you sign up for updates. So you guys, I think that's it. Um, I will see you later at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook for the live video. I'm going to be going through the eight steps. I'm going to be talking about these things that I kind of went through as far as breaking down the eight steps. I hope you found this valuable because if you're not able to jump on Facebook today live, then you know, you can listen to this. You can just listen, obviously, you know, this is the best, this is a great place to get all the tidbits that you need. But I thought, why not take it a step further and get on Facebook and get on there every Friday so we can all chat. So with that, I'm going to sign off and I'll see you later on Facebook. I'll see you next time.